Welcome to Onwards the Podcast, where we cover all things holistic life practices, growth, spirituality, and self-discovery. I'm Kirsty Peebles, one of your hosts, and sharing this space with me is my beautiful co-host, Montana Burke. We're so excited to have you here. A loving reminder that all opinions and perspectives come from two truth-speaking fire signs who are doing their best to be all-encompassing. We're here to give you the shake-up you need to light up your life. And if you like what you hear, subscribe or follow as we grow and evolve together. With that, let's jump into today's episode. Today, I'm interviewing my beautiful co-host, Kirsty Peebles. Kirsty is a beautiful soul and I feel like I've been so lucky to connect with her this year. And seeing Kirsty for who she is and what she does, I just am so excited for you all to learn more about who she is, what she does, why she does what she does. <laughs> why you do what you do. Yeah. <laughs> and more about your job because I feel like your approach is so special and so unique and it's often by platforming our voices and our stories in this way that people can actually realise what it is that you do and how you do it. And that's your special source. (laughs) (laughs) Before we blow too much smoke up my ass, (laughs) we're actually starting off today's episode as we do every episode with our question of the day from the We're Not Really Strangers card game. If this is the first time you're joining us, we want you to know that this is the most beautiful card game that you can play just with yourself at home or with others like friends and family as well. So we invite you to listen to the question that we're asking and do with that what you will, but it's all about getting to know yourself or others on a deeper deeper level. We have loved the responses that you've been DMing us from our last few episodes and the connections and conversations that you've been having. So, Kirst, what's the question of today? Today's question. Montana from, whoops, I actually didn't realise this is a level three card. Again, mm. if you haven't played this game, highly recommend. There's Get three it. different levels <laughs> to it. Yeah. Level three. What about me most surprised you, Montana? I think because you, it's very much with you. It's like what you see is what you get. Thank you. Like there are no surprises. True. Where it's like you are, and I think because integrity and discipline and you follow through on what you say you're going to do. And authenticity. Yeah. Please say that word. (laughs) (laughs) Buzzword. Yeah. No, because it's. Yeah, no, but you are. Exactly. And it radiates from you. And I remember when we were like hanging out for that first time and I can't remember what you said. You said something about we are powerful fucking women and it's not for us to make other people feel comfortable. And I just remember like that rippled through me and I was like, whoa, she's not here to fuck stuff. Whoa! <laughs> oh my, it was. And wow. so I knew from that moment. I remember saying that. <laughs> it was, I'm channeling bro. Yeah. <laughs> but I knew from that moment where I was like, okay, like, Whatever Kirsty says is what she means. There, are, there almost is no surprises with you. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In the best way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Cool. So, Kirst, my turn now. <laughs> yeah, go. <laughs> what about me? Surprised you. Montana. Okay, total transparency. I actually didn't stalk you that hard before you rocked up at my house the first time that we met. Uh, And we can go into the story of like us meeting another time, but we actually did discuss it in our recent episode on like sisterhood wound and making friends as adults. Um, Go back and listen to it if you haven't already. Yeah, please. (laughs) And the thing that most surprised me was 
I actually didn't really know what you looked like, if I'm being so honest. Yeah, fair. I just knew you from your Instagram handle. So I was like, at the Wellnook, like holistic counsellor. I'm sure she's super lovely. But I remember opening the front door. I'm like, what is this ray of sunshine Ooh. fucking beaming on the other side of my door here? And I was like, she's great. Just immediately, Aww. I was like, her smile, wow. And then I was like, she needs brighter filters on her Instagram because <laughs> she's so much more sunnier <laughs> in person. Um, but that's actually probably what surprised me the most is Aww. I was just like, you are pure, like just quality light in a human. That is so nice. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what to say Thank you. Oh, my God. Tears. No, <laughs> joking. Don't. <laughs> Sorry. That's <laughs> enough almost coursing through my veins. Oh, man. Okay. Well, that's today's question of the day. So I, we encourage you to either ask maybe your – I don't know if this is a self-question or not, but um, a question that we want you to ask anyone that's close to you or maybe someone that's not close to you. How – what about them surprised you the most? Love it. Okay, my loves. Well, Kirst, it is an honour to be interviewing you in this capacity and platforming your brain. <laughs> I'm honoured to be here. Thank you for inviting me on to your show. <laughs> my pleasure. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for making yourself available. Uh, no, anytime, anytime. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, really quickly, we do want to say that, like, hopefully this increases your own vitality mm. as an individual or your own education in the health and wellness industry. Because, like, even if someone's not working my sphere, that's exactly what I'm about, just improving yeah. education in general. For every person. Yeah, and making empowered decisions based on what you need. I love that. Okay, well, let's kick the first question of the day off. Straight into it. <laughs> what would you say the defining moment was that made you change your approach to being a holistic health coach? Mm, we should actually probably explain to people what I do. Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> so I am, I suppose by trade, I'm a qualified PT. I actually have a bunch of certificates. I have like eight, but I'm not going to go into them. Did you say eight? Yeah, yeah. I've got like a diploma in management. Oh, I think you meant like, like eight. No, no, the number, <laughs> the number eight. Um, I wish I could eat more. Wow. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> Um, I am a, how I suppose I word myself these days. And look, I think this is a really important lesson for all of us is that we are ever, ever evolving mm -hmm. and my career title evolves with me as I evolve as well. So mm -hmm. I suppose at the moment I am a health and wellness educator, um, health and wellness coach. So I'm still doing some in-person group t PT stuff, which, or group training stuff, which is, um, kind of my bread and butter is what I love and I will stop doing it the second I don't love it. Um, I've also got my online nutrition coaching course which is all about just teaching people the fundamentals of nutrition so that if they want to change their body composition at any time they can um, from a healthy sustainable self-love place rather than hatred it's kind of so important I love yeah. that so much and something that we were talking about on the way over is that I feel like the words the, or your job title doesn't even encapsulate what it is that you do and that's why I'm so excited to have you on in this way today and we can actually platform your energy your knowledge and skill set and what you bring as a person to this role because I was thinking I was like how frustrating she is that but she is so much more than this <laughs> thank you coaching wow. isn't a regulated term so yeah. and I think sometimes when we hear health coach and it's like you could have done a cert for like three days mm. and then jump on Instagram and plug your shit True. I think a lot of people as well, they like 
lose weight once and they're like, I know everything. And you're like, oh. You don't. Yeah. yeah, you know what works for you. Amazing. Well done. But it's also, yeah, you've got that knowledge and you've been in the industry for how long? Eight years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm a trainer. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm like a geriatric yeah. personal trainer. <laughs> People, I think, I'm pretty sure the average lifespan of a PT is about six months. Wow. Six to 12 months. And I yeah, say 12 okay. months because they've probably been locked into a contract that they can't get out of. Yeah. Yep. Wow. There we yep. go. Okay. So out of the like 30 people that were in my class eight years ago, I think one other person's still a PT. Oh my god. And gosh. that's super common. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Unreal. Well, tell me, I'm sure because over those eight years, your approach is going to shift. It's going to change. hundred percent. Yeah. So. Definitely has. Starting out, where did you train? Where did you, st- where did you study your training? Where did I study? Um, so I did my certificates through the Australian Institute of Fitness. And I'll be honest, I do believe that they're probably one of the top ones in the industry. That yeah. and Fit College. I'm not trying to shit on the other ones, but um, I just haven't heard fantastic things. Yeah. I really loved doing it in person as well. Mm. So bless my little soul, took myself to the train station three days a week, four days a week, however many it was. But it was in Australian Institute of Fitness um, back in 2014. Fantastic. And so your approach, obviously when you're doing that training, you're going to learn the basics, the principles, everything like that, what it is that you need to know. But I love your approach Mm. and incorporating this holistic component to your coaching. So what made you decide to even introduce this element in the first place? I actually, I will literally never forget this. So I used to run these things called eight-week challenges uh, and not like your classic, like, lose as much weight as you can in eight weeks, but more like let's fix your fundamentals. And I realise now that I'm still doing that in a more refined form. Um, And I remember everyone coming into a class. There was actually one specific day where I was running like, you know, two classes or something at the end of my PT shift and everyone came in and I was just like looking at their poor faces and they were so stressed. Mm. And I was like, y'all need to fucking be helped. <laughs> so <laughs> let to be helped you. Johnny, Jesus. And then, yeah, literally. And then I just actually, I this is so funny. This reminds me so much of the Inspired Unemployed episode where someone just gets the Headspace app. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I literally <laughs> just started using the Headspace meditation, which is a meditation app. And I just started using that. And I was like, do you know what? The last five minutes of this class, you lot are going to meditate much to your own disgust. I'm looking at these faces and I'm like, you're so stressed. You are not connected to yourself right now. Not that I was the expert of self-connection at that point at all. <laughs> and I was like, I'm actually going to put a headspace meditation on for you. And we did. And f- and that just became a thing. Some people hated it. Some people loved it. Yeah. We were like half outside, which was so funny because it was like non-enclosed garage at my parents' house at that point. I was like, what? I must have been about 21 maybe at that point. Yeah. Oh, no, maybe younger. Yeah, maybe 2021. 20, yeah. And oh. I was like, yeah, you guys are going to lay down and you're going to breathe and you're going to check in with yourselves. Oh my gosh. That's that is, probably the defining point. Yeah. That, that is so beautiful. So one yeah. day it just came to you. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember, I look, without being too full of myself, I do believe that I have a gift to be able to read what a person in front of me needs, yeah. um, whether that is meditation or oracle or journaling or just a general conversation. Like I've usually been able to tap into those kind of energies pretty yeah. early. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just something about that day, I was like, you guys need that. Like that's what you need. And then it became a thing from then on. Oh my gosh, that is so, so powerful. And how nice to, because I feel like you're on that like cutting edge, whereas now we know that exercise is fantastic. However, it can get us into that fight, flight response. Yeah, definitely. 
And for you, then tapping into that parasympathetic yeah. nervous system <laughs> at the end of your classes. So yeah. helping people to get that energy, get that vitality, yeah. but then also helping their nervous system then go into that rest, digest mode of being so they're not leaving mm. their workout like chaotic and mentally like exactly. physically yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> well that's exactly like when i had eq and we'll jump into that in a minute but um that's exactly what it was about it was like exercise is incredible but it's still a stressor on the body mm -hmm. and so we need to find a way to de-stress the body as well so instead yeah. of leaving in this chaotic um kind of cortisol state let's just uh let's just bring you back down let's kind of level yourself back out let's tap back into the mm -hmm. mind and the body and let them work cohesively mm -hmm. as opposed to separately so that's kind of yeah I love I that. <laughs> I love that. It's so important because it's like, yeah, it sounds like it's like all about getting the foundations right. Like you're not afraid yeah. to go back to basics, to strip it down to the foundational level, even though it's not as sexy, it's not as, as enticing because yeah. I think we're often sold this narrative that we need to be doing more. Yeah. That it's like, if you do this, then you'll get that, you'll get that body. You'll feel, you know, that energy that you wanted to be feeling. Mm. But for you, it's actually about stripping it back, it sounds like, going back to the fundamentals. 100%. Realigning so it's that then the people can. Like our conversation about regulating your nervous system, where people need to bring themselves back to a healthy line of homeostasis as opposed to this, like, constantly moving away from that healthy level. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that you were able to do that because it's especially so young. <laughs> to not fall into that trap. I'm not young anymore, Montana. <laughs> no, you're a veteran. We've established this. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, 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 Thanks yeah. for coming out of retirement for us today. You know what? <laughs> you're so welcome. I, um, yeah, I actually did. Yeah, I started my, yeah, started my business when I was 17. So I've been doing it a while now and I am currently only 25, which is young. We're, we're just taking the piss, guys. Yeah. Calm down. If you're older than this yeah. and you think we're calling, no, that's not we're what not. we're saying. This is a joke. Um, but I think because I've had like exposure to older people for a really long time, frequently, yeah, I grew up quite quickly. Absolutely. And I think having your own business forces you to do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, definitely. A new level of maturity and responsibility, good on you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so if I'm going to be really honest with you here. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm only going to speak for me, but I feel like this would be reflected in the population and I feel like there's a lot of mis I have a, I know I have a lot of mistrust towards trainers and coaches because of the amount of diet culture bullshit propaganda that's been pushed on us for years and years and years and it's never worked ultimately yeah. we're 100% yeah. people rebound all the time the whole yeah we sold the silver bullet only to end up where we were 6 months before Definitely. if not in a worse spot because your mindset and your actual habits never changed Boom. You. <laughs> the end. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So what role does integrity, education, personal and professional development play in your work? I am definitely someone who has always believed that education is the most important thing. Like even if my clients always, and I guess this kind of ties in with the integrity conversation is that mm. even if my clients always come and see me, I want them to know that even if I wasn't there, they have the pure fundamentals, whether it's just of movement, whether it is of you have a physical journal, I've given you prompts over time. Like I want them to know that they have ex like all of the fundamental tools to go out and do this themselves. Of mm. course, I want to offer, a, you know, that point of difference or yeah, I will never forget actually when I was doing my certificates, I, there was a trainer, one of the do we call them coaches? Yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of the educators <laughs> in my course, he said, 
make sure in a PT session you are always doing something that a, tr- that a client cannot do by themselves mm. because otherwise what's really the point with working with you? Yeah. And I do believe that a lot of trainers, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, I'm just saying that it was, this is just my story, is that I've all, I don't want to just give them their program and go, okay, this is what we're doing today. Like I want yeah. them to, whether it's from the community vibes that they feel when they come in, whether it is the mindfulness practices done at the end of a session, whether it is just a PT going like, oh, sorry, a PT, like myself going like, okay, can you notice how you don't feel this in your hamstrings because you're doing this wrong? Like yeah. let me try and fix that so that you feel the difference kind of thing. So that's how I approach Education, I totally understand that there's a lot of bullshit diet culture propaganda. Yeah, sorry, Instagram's said. wrecked your job. <laughs> yeah, I no, it hasn't. It's okay because some coaches do it so well. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say as well, like even with my current nutrition course that I'm running, is that I think, which I have to say because, you know, this is now a platform and it's a, a belief that I firmly had is that we shouldn't feel guilty for wanting to diet either. Because I think we've gone like these two ways. I know this is a different conversation about body positivity and self-love is that we're absolutely allowed to still love ourselves while changing our body and we should Mm -hmm. be, even though if sometimes it's hard. But I also do believe that there is a healthy way to diet, that you can diet and it's um, not done from a really terrible place. And I also believe that the same with exercise is like exercise isn't just like going to the gym seven days a week because yeah, you hate what you healthy. look like. And, 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 you know, all the girls on Instagram are always at the gym. So you should be too. Yeah. So we're not saying like that's not a thing. No, exactly. And I think where it's like from what you've described to me anyway, where it's like it's not actually dieting that these girls are doing with you. It's making mm. mindful choices around what nourishes their body, what yeah. gives them fuel. And well, like, they're technically understanding deficits and surpluses. Yeah. But yeah, 100%. It's like let's not go 1,200 calories because that's what we've heard that everyone eats, right? Because yeah. that's completely massively under eating. But yeah. yeah, education integrity is just like – I guess it's kind of the soul of my work is that um, mm. I try to steer away from the bullshit temporary solutions. You're not generic by any means. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I love it, love it. Okay. Well, you've been in the industry for over nine years. And like we've mentioned. You're eight years, yeah. Eight years, sorry. <laughs> I was like, maths, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over this time, there's going to be a lot of highs but it's not just highs that have got you to where you are today. Mm. So I would love to <laughs> yeah. know getting you super out of your comfort zone here, like we preach mm-hmm. on this podcast. <laughs> What's been your biggest failure to date? In qu- she did air quotes, air quotes guys. Making, yeah, little bunny quotes, funny fingers. Um, okay. There could be a few, but maybe like your top apparent failures. Like, like things superficial or deep? Deep babes. <laughs> Obviously. You know those things that happen to you and at the time you're like, woe is me. Yeah. What I how can I ever get through this? Um, I only recently realized that I am the type of person that's always set achievable goals. Mm. Like, don't get me wrong, I've achieved some massive, massive things yeah. and set big goals and and hit them. But I realized that I have always been someone that's kind of just done the thing. I've always achieved the thing. I've always taken the action. Yeah. I've never had big failures, I suppose. I've never, like, but there's a lot of times I could have Mm -hmm. in terms of investing a lot of money or taking big risks or whatever. That's definitely a thing. So I've been very, very lucky in that sense. There's some really quick superficial I suppose, failures or lessons. I don't really look at them as failures. Like that's just, yeah. it's just lessons to I me. love that. It goes mm. to where your mindset's at. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so 
big lessons and failures, I guess, if you're like a PT, one of the quickest things that I learned was direct debits are your best friend. I think yeah. that goes for any business. Or yeah. If you can <laughs> automate take, that shit. Oh man, it takes so much pressure off. You don't want to yeah. have those shitty conversations about oh, money. Man. Like it's yeah. hard. Like you deserve to be paid whatever you yeah. want to pay, like whatever you want to charge. And to have to then follow a client up that could be in a vulnerable space to be like, just letting you know. Yeah you need to pay me like it's just a bit shit like let's avoid those conversations if we can yes without being avoidant of money that's what I'm saying here uh other lessons would be having a really good (laughs) this is so superficial but just having like a really good quality booking system and structures so systems and structures have probably been my biggest like guilty failures when I first started was like not being organized not knowing the industry not knowing what to charge yeah so doing your market research was really really important which I didn't do any for like two or three years. Uh, And then um, do I talk about the studio? Is that, does that go in here? I think it slots in really well. Okay. So if you don't know, which you probably don't, I used to own a holistic wellness studio called Equilibrium HQ. Equilibrium stands for the basically balance between your mental and emotional state. So from the start, EQ was all about like bringing people back into balance. And there's definitely some big ass failures in that where it was like mm. spending too, like, too much of the profit on, you know, I was going to say dumb shit, but it was actually just always stuff back for the clients. So Aww. yeah, I know, classic. Um, I, I probably should have got a coach, a really good business coach prior to what I did. Like I worked yeah. with a business coach last year who is probably one of the main, this is the reason Montana and I know each other. Yeah, so absolutely. we'll have chats yeah. about her another time, but uh, I should have worked with her sooner because I was in a position in the business where I was at like a really low mental health point and um, had to take a step back. I wasn't paying myself. Morgan and I just got a mortgage. Like there was a lot going on mm. in that kind of, uh, what would this have been? Maybe... June last year yeah probably like yeah about June May May, June last year and I again didn't have the right systems and structures in business to have supported me fully Mm -hmm. but (laughs) that's a different story the story that we're telling you right now is that that gym actually had to close Mm. so EQ closed we had our first trading day so yeah first train last training day um it was January this year end of Jan and I found out that I had to close the studio in December. It was mm. like, uh, it was like a week before my birthday. My birthday is the 20th of December. It was like the week before my birthday. I had two nights beforehand. I was on the phone to um, the landlord talking about like expanding and all of that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, within about two days, I was told that I had to close or potentially face a lawsuit. Like it was so cooked. Mm. Um, I don't actually know how much I'm allowed to say, but that's pretty much where we'll leave that. And I just remember having a deal with that. Yeah. Um, mental health, not great. Yeah. Pushed through regardless. Dealt with it. I have an incredible support network, which mm. I am forever grateful for. But that's probably... It's not even my biggest failure though. It's just no. something that was so shit that happened. Yeah. Which I think I is like a testament to my tools and spiritual journey yeah, and resilience. And yeah, resilience and ability to kind of always bounce back. But I think the failure at the time was what was the lesson at the time? The lesson at the time was this was probably my first biggest lesson of surrender. 
yeah divine timing and trusting yeah. the universe actually does have your back we know that but to for it to be like experiencing front that's very and different. center in your face yeah. looking you in the eye is very confronting yeah but it happened so quickly yeah. that i did not have a choice yeah. but to accept it and let it go mm. and ride this wave and so i know there's going to be a lot of people that are listening to this so that are kind of just in this crazy like washing machine like round and round or back and forth kind of in situation in their life where they're like I can't do anything about this like I can't control this um and I guess the biggest lesson at the time was like you have to surrender you have to just understand that the right things are falling into your place at the right time for the right reason so how did it work out for you <laughs> you a year ago versus how you are today. Well, a year ago, I probably <laughs> wasn't, wasn't fucking paying myself in the business. I was just too busy paying rent and employees and insurance Overheads. and shit. Yeah, literally. Um, so, oh, actually, that's a lie. I would have just started working with Steph. So things yeah. were actually pretty good. So, actually, probably would have been biggest month in the business <laughs> this time last year. But June last year, yeah, I wasn't really paying myself yeah. in the business, which was cooked because I needed to. And then, um, like, yeah, December last year was an absolute, uh, what's challenge? Challenge shit for me. Show. Yeah, shit show is also a nice word. Yeah. And I, versus now, um, I'm doing great. Like everything, it took me like five months to regulate my nervous system. Yeah, understandably. Yeah. But I am the best that I've ever been. Like the happiest. Mm. I have the most love in my life, the most abundance in my life, the most, um, just everything's turned out exactly as it's supposed to. I love that. In what ways did you pivot? Because going from a physical place yeah. where your clients and you are going through every day and then all of a sudden the loss of that physical space, what did you do? Um, I think as always, you kind of just like, you just get a little bit chaotic and you just do whatever you can at the time. Right. So yeah. I am actually now working from home, which wasn't always a goal. Cause it's funny. Cause it's where I came from. <laughs> so to Back go to from, roots. yeah, literally. So to go from like working from home into a perfect, like quote professional yeah. space now back to home, like definitely wasn't ideal, but is what it is. And I actually kind of love it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's been really nice. I think once we detach from the image of how things should Should look like, and again, doing that in air quotes, yeah, (laughs) and actually start leaning into how it feels. Yeah. Because for you, like going to where the location was, that would have been like a 30, 40 minute drive, right? No, it was like 15. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like, it's so nice because I do have a lot more time back. Yeah. I do, like, I actually get to keep the money that my business makes now. How nice. Well, obviously a lot goes to tax, but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I actually get to, like, be the one that's present with the clients all the time. Yeah. I get to do the things that I love. I don't have to make a decision for anybody else. Like, it's just shit that feels good for me at the time. I love that. And it's mm. so, yeah, where it's actually not about what it looks like. It's how it feels. 100%. So that you can actually be more present and shop as the person that you want to be showing up as. Yeah, it's so funny. So in, so closed the studio in January, February, I actually had the whole month off, but that's in kind of air quote as well, because in that time I was like setting up the space at home with my beautiful fiance, Morgan, bless his damn soul. And, um, and my parents are fantastic. And I was also closing up shop at the studio like I had to you know make good of the space and and yeah. get all of that kind of um guess, yeah yeah all those loose ends tied up so February was kind of just like that finishing chapter to start again which is nice yeah but um by March I had somebody say to me she was like 
who knew me last year, she was like, this is technically exactly what you asked for. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, fuck. So yeah, I I asked for, and I think this is like a really, it's a good reminder and testament to everyone that's listening to this is your words are your spells and you Mm -hmm. have to remember that everything that you say, whether you are consciously or unconsciously manifesting is going to turn out exactly as you need it to because you've asked for it. Mm -hmm. So I, (laughs) why are you laughing? (laughs) What did you do? (laughs) I got pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. That's so good. So I was like, oh, I just wish I had more time. Or I wish that I could keep more money. Or I wish that, you know, like from this from the yeah. studio. Because I remember like in the coaching program, I'd like hit a milestone where I was like, oh, you're in the high rollers now. And everyone yeah. was like, wow, she makes like 10K a month. I'm like, no, my fucking business made 10K yeah. a month. I was taking over fuck all of that. Yeah, Let's right. like clear that shit up. Yeah. But I... um. I guess, yeah, like I said, like it was exactly what I asked for. I wanted more time again. I wanted less stress. Yeah. I wanted to be able to keep more of the money yeah. that I was working my fucking ass off to have. So now I barely work like 20 hours a week <laughs> and it's great. Like yeah. I love it. So you have that balance. And now I have that balance. And now I realized yeah. like I had this such a high caliber of stress because of what I was going through for that year and a yeah. half of having this studio that now I'm like, everything feels easy. Mm. Everything's feel, everything feels good. And I, I only that. do things that feel good now. I love that because it's, I think for an outsider looking in, like someone coming into your studio would be seeing this young professional woman who's started a business, who's got her own physical location, who's created this incredible community, has such a vision, has, knows what she wants to be doing, mm-hmm. is healthy, eats well, looks well, does cool things, has a great connection. Like they'd be looking at you being like, she has it all. But mm. from what you're saying, where it's like you I love it all now. Yeah. Where it's like you loved what, what you were doing. Yeah, I did. But yeah. how you were feeling. It was cooked. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it goes back to, we actually just had an episode on regulating your nervous system as well. Go yeah. and listen to it. Yes. Um, because it took me a long time to realize that I wasn't actually internally that, you know, quote, role model or that vitality Mm. that person that had so much vitality within themselves to yes like that's not actually how what was going on oh that's so powerful whereas now i'm like yeah boy she is healthy and stuff (laughs) in a healthy way (laughs) yeah healthy sustainable and healthy and sustainable realistic way i love that well speaking of a long time ago (laughs) we go back to you when you were just starting out Mm. as a pt (sighs) 17-year-old Kirsty. <laughs> Little Bubba Kirsty. Yeah. What would you tell yourself? What would be that one piece of advice that you needed to hear? Um, <laughs> do you want to, okay, a little side note. So funny. When I started out, I advertised, like, this is before Instagram. Yeah. This is like Gumtree shit. Oh. Like, I was advertising on Gumtree, man. Love it. And... <laughs> there's like okay there's a couple of different things that I can think of the first is if you're a PT or wanting to become a PT you need to understand the rent system that's in yes gyms. I don't think a lot of people know about it but PTs actually have to pay to be in most commercial gyms mm-hmm. and whether you have clients or not you pay that amount so anywhere from like two to three hundred and fifty dollars a week yeah, you're okay. paying totally out of pocket yeah just to be in that space to have access to their clients mm. um I know some places charge a little bit like different to that, yeah. but that's kind of the general sense of it. 17-year-old me had no idea yeah. about the rent system. They didn't mention that in courses or anything like that. But I, so I do wish I knew about that. Mm-hmm. Um, market research turns out is incredibly <laughs> important. Yeah, me not knowing what any other <laughs> trainers charged. I'm just like undercharging with the shit out of myself. Mm. And 
Ooh, other lessons when I first started out in business or specifically PT? Either, either. Okay. I just come through. Um, well, the target market was definitely a business thing. Mm. The rent thing's definitely a PT thing. As an individual, if you're wanting to embark on a health and fitness journey, I would say you have to find somebody who can teach you the things that they embody. Sorry, the person that you need to find someone you can work with that embodies what it is that you want to be doing. Yes. So if you're an example, an actual role model, because I think what happens and no hate to this, because I think there is so much time and dedication that goes into a bikini prep. Yeah. But you can't just work with a coach because she has a six pack. Yeah. Because a six pack isn't a maintainable thing to achieve all yeah. like your life. Like, women. Yeah. Exactly. Most um most women will know, like if you do a bikini comp, like you lose your period, you're on yeah. so many like less calories. I know women that have lost their hair, I know they've had yeah. hormone issues for years afterwards. Like there's a lot that goes into that yeah. and there's so much work and it is an actual sport in itself. I totally agree yeah. with that. But I do believe that you need to find somebody who embodies the exact balance and the epitome of health that you want to aspire to. So, like, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't find someone who, you know, looks a way that I don't think that I could, you know, maybe look like. Yeah, different bone structure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Not that you have to look like your trainer. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying, like, if you can see that, you know, for, I guess if you would use me for an example, if a client's wanting to work with me and they're looking at me yeah. and they're going like, okay, she looks healthy. She's like a, you know, healthy body fat percentage or she's mm-hmm. not like, you know, you can't tell that she's always on a fucking diet. But when she posts yeah. on her Instagram stories, I love the food that she's eating. She's still living her life yep. while still eating really clean and yeah. nourishing for herself. Yep. So kind of just suss the person out that you are wanting to work with Mm. and I also would recommend having someone to work with I do think personal trainers are incredible because they will teach you everything you need to know about the gym and how to move properly and move for your body it's just a matter of finding the right one for you though I love that Mm. I love that tell me more though about the pressure because it sounds like part of your job is maintaining a physique that people find appealing almost. Or I oh, just yeah, wonder, definitely. yeah, like do, how does that weigh on you and how do you deal yeah. with that pressure where it's like to some degree your body is your job? Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of hate recently about like um, overweight trainers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. Don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some opinions that don't need to be said. But I um, – We just got started. Let's not get cancelled. <laughs> yeah. That's an excellent point. Uh, but what I do – wholeheartedly believe is that if I am going to be preaching mental and physical well-being Mm. I have to have my practices and tools for myself yeah so we're gonna go into like different lessons that I've learned over time anyway but one of the biggest things and I guess I can just touch on it more in depth now is that Movement and exercise are different things mm-hmm. and that moving your body is like a fundamental right as a human being and I've learned and one of my actual biggest goals for this month is to finding a movement routine that I fucking love again because I don't want it. Like I'm not vibing going to the gym four days a week at the moment. I'm like, yeah. I just want to go and do two strength sessions. I'm going to go and do one fucking hectic CrossFit workout a week or whatever Yeah, and then I want to go to yoga another day. Yes. And then I go to dancing on Thursdays. Like yeah. I want to be doing different forms of movement yeah, for my variety. body because that's what feels good for me at the moment. So that's a huge, massive um, 
I guess, testament to the type of person that I am, yeah. which makes it easier for me to maintain my physique if I'm doing things that I love. Yeah. But as well as that, like coming back to like my nutrition stuff that I'm doing at the moment is that I think that it's okay if we go, mm, I love myself, but I'm a little bit chunkier than I should be right now. Yeah, when I think it's that thing, because I felt similar at the start of the year, yeah. where it was the first time where I actually realised mm-hmm. that how I looked mm-hmm. as, had nothing to do with how I felt about myself. Yeah, man, you if could, you weigh yourself every day for a week, you'll oh. realise how cooked those measurements are, that it's just data. Oh my it's gosh. It's just numbers. You cannot oh. base your self-worth on that shit. Right, so I stopped weighing myself years ago and mm-hmm. instead would take photos. Yep. And at the time of taking these photos, I remember thinking, yes, but wait till I lose this. Mm, yeah, I hear that all the time. And then when I look at these photos now, I'm like, what oh, was I was wrong? my skinniest I've yeah. ever been, yeah. What the hell was because wrong? Because people aren't working on their mindset. Yeah, it's like our perception of, of things. ourselves is yeah. so warped, yeah. Exactly. And so at the start of the year when I was looking back at these photos and being like, I was really happy then mm. and I still didn't think that I was enough. Yeah, man. I, and the only thing that changed, like, because we have those photos, right? Yeah. the only thing that was consistent between those photos, maybe not your physical body, but it was your brain and the way you spoke to yourself and your relationship exactly. with your body. And exactly. if that's not on point, no matter what you look like, it's going to be enough. Yeah. It, and we you can't won't keep see doing it. that to ourselves. You actually won't see it. People could tell you and you still won't be, but I believe it would be, let alone see it. Mm. Only if you ask, you know, that's a really, really good indicator that maybe you are struggling with body, yeah. self-body images. Yeah. If, if, if you're getting compliments all the time about your physical appearance and you cannot yeah. accept it or yeah. you do not believe them. Because yeah. I have got girls in my course at the moment who, like, it's all online, but yeah. they're like, oh, my God, I, or, like other people are noticing. I'm like, good, are you noticing? Yeah. Are you seeing that? Yeah, are you feeling that? Yeah. And then yeah. they are. I'm like, I've done my fucking job. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I mm. think it's that thing where it's like you realise for yourself where it's like, I was at a place where I wasn't comfortably in my clothes. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, it wasn't and then that we I go, hated okay, myself. What can change? Yeah. What do we need to just tighten yeah. up like a little bit? Do I need to be a little bit more strict isn't the right word, but do no, I but need I, to be more diligent with my movement? Do I need to be more diligent with getting my steps up every day? Like yeah. what's changed? Is what, my stress levels a bit fucked? Like, even that, yeah, where mm. it's like honouring how you want to feel mm. and de- choosing foods based on that. So at the time where it was my exercise was a different regime yep. and things had changed for me, so I was di- exercising differently, but I didn't love it. Yeah. And then I wasn't loving it. And then you start to resent it, right? Exactly. Now your body's like, I hate this, I'm stressed, now I am puffy. Yeah, Yes, and it was th- that. And there was also, though, I think that sense of, like, punishment coming in where I was yeah. telling – I'd restricted for so long. Yeah. So then had – was eating in excess of yeah, food. Yeah, so like, binge. Yeah. Really restricted. Yeah, yeah and then it was that whole thing, though, of needing to come back and actually be like, I'm worthy of feeling good. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And choosing foods that were, like, now – like healthy or cleaner or mm. whatever it is. Nourishing. Yeah, nourishing because they gave me that sense of vitality, that energy and actually were in alignment with how I wanted to feel. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. If you fucking hate your job and you are like done with so much of this shit in your life, I doubt you're picking good foods. Yeah. Yeah. And like people have to recognize that there is this 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 is the holistic approach. Is that you go everything is intertwined. Yeah. Stop segregating shit. It doesn't work. You cannot fix your body without looking at your mindset. Yes. You yeah, fix actually, isn't the right yeah. word. You just can't. No, you but can't he, yeah, work change. on. Yeah, work. You can, with. but you're gonna fucking hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't seem like a good time. You actually have a really interesting approach. Uh, you talk about the eight pillars of wellness. Six. Six pillars. <laughs> <laughs> 
Montana, Why? numbers and I aren't friends. We are not. They're so hard. <laughs> Your six pillars of wellness. What are they? What does that even mean? Um, thank you for bringing this up. I actually am going to be running a masterclass on this soon. Ooh. Fun fact. I thought about it yesterday. Haven't spoken Needs about to it happen. to anybody. Yeah, so excellent timing. It might already be out by this point, but... Six pillars of wellness. So usually when a client starts with me, and look, I can't say always because sometimes it doesn't, but when a client, when most clients start out with me, I get them to check in on these six pillars. So the six pillars of wellness are different, well, I guess, pillars and fundamental areas of your life that you need to look at in order to be moving forward. And I do believe that if something is below, say, a three, you need to pay attention out to of. it. Out of six. Okay. Yeah. Something's below a three out of six. You need to be paying yep. attention to it. You need to take one actionable step yep. to get there so that you are feeling the best that you can. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kirst, you have this thing called the six pillars of wellness. Can you tell us more about that? What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I always say this isn't exactly like groundbreaking stuff because yeah. we've all heard of kind of like pillars and fundamentals and mm. well I shouldn't say all a lot of us have heard of fil- pillars and fundamentals and it's what a lot of I guess gyms uh, have as their values mm-hmm. but what the pillars are is it's something that I came up with that I wholeheartedly believe that we cannot move forward if we're not looking at these areas of our life so it's kind of similar to like a wheel of life if you've ever done one of those but I've got three pillars for your mind and three mm-hmm. pillars for your body and oh. I believe that if we rate each of these from a out of six, mm-hmm. if anything's be- a three or below, it needs attention. Like yeah. it has to be looked at. Yeah. So the three for your mind, we've got stress, mindset, and relationships. Mm-hmm. And then body is sleep, nutrition, and movement. And now these might all sound quite straightforward and of course, but how often do we actually look at these areas? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And how they interconnect. 100%. Because like I said, holistic approaches, you cannot segregate things. Like all of these have to work together. So if someone's coming to me and they have these specific goals, if their relationships with themselves or others are out, like it's just not going to work. If someone's mindset is completely off, it's again, like the conversation we just had, right? So fun fact, it's actually, (laughs) I actually didn't know Montana was going to ask me this question, but I... I'm running a masterclass on these soon because I want people to understand how to check in with these. Like, how does it work? What does that look like? So whether, I don't know, we have like a PDF in the show notes or something you can download. Or if you go onto my Instagram, I'm sure I'll have a link somehow of how to find um, these pillars and and what they are and what they mean and how to check in with them. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. But I will be, yeah, I will be having a masterclass at some point soon because I believe that these areas cannot be neglected and they need attention. I love that. We need to keep it simple. Yeah, definitely. It's the the fundamentals. Exactly. That's what I'm all about, man. You heard it here first. Yeah. Okay. Well, you mentioned briefly some of your top lessons and I think you've interwoven it beautifully throughout the podcast, but... Is there anything else you've obviously, as we've established, been here a long time? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Is there any top lessons or pointers that you just want your clients and people who are interested in looking after themselves Mm. physically, emotionally, spiritually? Yeah, definitely. So I've got a couple of dot points actually of like my top lessons of Mm -hmm. being in the industry and I can go into more like consumer stuff afterwards, but from my specific level, uh, lessons it would be 
Movement and exercise are different things. So yeah. exercise might just be like your physical, like sweating and heart rate yeah. elevated and muscles are being really stimulated and worked. Whereas movement can be that really gentle, like slow walk and like, and a walk that doesn't have to hit a certain kilometers. Yeah. You're not tracking your steps. Yeah, yeah exactly. And just getting up and, and moving and stretching the body when you've been sitting down for a long time, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Second would be you can't hate your way to your goals. Mm-hmm. Like you probably can, but it's not going to be sustainable or long term. Mm-hmm. So that's my big thing with that. Uh, number three. Mental check-ins are just as important as your physical check-ins. So grabbing your journal out, doing those six pillars of wellness, rating them, where are you at, what's something you can do to change those. We need to be looking at, it's almost like a mental workout is the things like journaling or um, doing meditations or having different affirmations or whatever like they and podcasts and audio books, like all those things. They Mm -hmm. need to be, they're kind of like a mental check-in or at least mental growth. Mm -hmm. Number four. Do the fundamentals well and then build from there. Yes. <laughs> so there's actually a saying in the in the industry, specific with weightlifting, is the heavier you lift, the smarter you need to lift. And I think that goes yeah. for everything. Like you need to get a PT to teach you those fundamentals yeah. so that if you're doing lunges wrong, you don't end up with knee pain a few years later. Yeah, do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so a few things like that, like understand mobility, understand activating your glutes so that yeah. your lower back's not sore all the time. Like all of that sort of stuff's really yeah. important. So get your fundamentals and then build from there. That also actually goes from a personal trainer's perspective. You need to understand, (laughs) this ties in with the next level, you need to understand the fundamentals of movement yourself. You need to understand the fundamentals of all lifts, of all exercises, of human bodies. Yeah. To be able to go from there. Yeah. And become the best PT that you can. Love. Number five, your course will teach you the bare minimum. Montana and I were talking about this off air is that most courses will teach you the bare minimum. Yeah. Like you'll finish your degree and you're like, no, I learned all that I know in the industry. Right. And it's true. And like, that's okay. And I can't, I'm not discrediting our courses. I think they are important. I'm not saying don't be a, like, do not get, you need both. You need both. Exactly. Exactly. So it's very important that you are doing courses to develop your education. Mm -hmm. And even again, as a consumer, as someone on their own health and wellness yeah. industry, like, uh, sorry, health and wellness journey is that you need to go and learn more about maybe yeah. it's a specific issue. I think that's the thing actually, side note, if you have like problems in your body, stop being lazy. Like go and do something yeah. about it. Go and you don't have to ignore it. Exactly. Living with pain, it's common. It's not normal. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. So <laughs> if you like, and keep searching for the answers. Like if you have a constant shoulder issue, which I did, I had a right trap problem for fucking years. And I can talk about the energetics of, <laughs> of your physical body and your emotional body another time, because that's a whole different mm-hmm. episode. But I wholeheartedly believe that you can fix anything that you need to in your body but you need the right practitioner the tools and the education to be able to achieve that i love that that's so powerful yeah so now my right trap only hurts when i'm stressed which is a good indicator yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then number six as a pt i do and do you know what I actually think that this needs to be like a general human Mm. education thing and i because i think we only get taught the do we even get taught this in health? I'm not sure. But I do think that we should get well-versed in the anatomy and invest in your education. Yeah. Now, I know that they are very, that's very similar to point five, but 
getting well versed in your anatomy enables you to understand movements that do and do not work for you. Yeah. So invest in your education, whether you're a PT or not. Mm-hmm. I do think that that is like, yeah. It's so important. It's so important. I mentioned it twice. <laughs> I think it's that thing, right, where it's like as soon as we think that we know everything, mm. we are a red flag. We are a walking red flag. <laughs> yeah. If you think you, you're done, tap out now. Yeah, that's so as true. As a human, as a person, it's mm. time for change. You need to expose yourself. You're, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah, definitely. And if you're not growing, you're dying, right? That's what they say. <laughs> it's a bit dramatic. Yeah. I've heard it before and it sounds right. <laughs> I do want to say as well with that um, – we do need have to have periods of integration. So yes. I'm actually was just saying to Montana as well is that I am in a position where I'm like have the ability to work with a new coach, but I'm like I actually don't want to right now. Like I yeah. just want to be so wholeheartedly present, continue to get clearer on my vision and my purpose mm-hmm. and what I'm doing next. Yeah, which ideally is more online stuff so I can reach more people. Yeah, go on my Instagram, stay tuned, <laughs> and I yeah I just wanted to preach that like we don't always have to have someone but I'm choosing to be learning in other ways like podcasts audiobooks reading physical books like whatever that's just how I feel like um investing my time in education I think it's so important like the integration is just as important as the growth you need to stabilize otherwise you'll revert back you're uh you're too high up in the air you're not grounded enough to come back down and implement the things maybe that's a podcast in itself where we need to talk about like the addiction to healing oh yeah that's yeah yeah Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) last episode uh, last point that I've got for you number seven is Uh, and this is very industry specific, is if you have a niche, stick to it. Mm. It took me a really long time to niche down. Yeah. And I remember, I will never forget, I was actually afraid to put the word holistic in EQ's Instagram bio. And a kinesiologist said to me, she was like, you're holding yourself back. Like you're not finding your dream clients because you're not niching. Like you're not, there's something that you're saying that you're not, sorry, there's something that you want that you're not saying. Yeah. And she's bang on. Like as soon as I left that kinesiology appointment, I put holistic in the Instagram bio of EQ. And then, you know, again, along with a lot of other things, we just started to thrive. But I was so scared of like saying holistic and someone being like, is that just a pyramid scheme? Yeah. Do you have witches there? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I do believe that niching down in, in whatever area you are genuinely helps you. I love that. Amazing. Mm. Kirst, thank you so much for sharing those points. I know there's going to be people out Pleasure. there frothing what you just said and they're going to be like, where is this woman? How can I find her? How can I work with her? So for those people, help them. <laughs> <laughs> happily, happily. How can you? Where can you? <laughs> so... I guess the best place for me right now is just my Instagram, yeah. which is at Kirsty Peebles. I do admittedly have TikTok. <laughs> I don't use it. <laughs> Not much anyway. Yeah. Like I will post there occasionally. Um, Instagram is where I'm going to be sharing things that are going on in my business first. Yeah, perfect. But I also, I just, I will, like I have a website, but again, it doesn't really get used. So you're better off just going to my most recent yeah. posts. I will have a lot more kind of expansive online programs coming in the next year, maybe six months. We'll see. And I, at the moment, like I just remember, I just got to a point where I was like, I don't want to be capped with who I can see anymore. I don't want this yes. to be location specific. I want to be able to reach more women. So that obviously hence the podcast, but is what we're going to be, is what I'm going to be doing is, is, is working on a way to be able to reach more people. So Instagram's best place to do it. I have a link in my bio that 
does at this time, at this point in time, talk about how to work with me on my in-person training, but also my online nutrition coaching course. So you can visit me there, fill in those forms. I'll be in contact. Otherwise I'll have some fun downloadables for you soon. Um, and if you're just embarking on your own health and wellness in, um, journey, I would say the best place to start well, is with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mon. Is actually, it's just like taking, like just doing something. Like just yeah. get started. Whether it is a walk yeah. outside, make sure. I think this kind of goes back to that, um, the book uh, by James Clear, Atomic Habits, mm-hmm. is you have to embody the change that you want to be. So you need to be doing something long enough yep. to actually be that person like so instead of going like oh I could never train three days a week you go like it is my fucking bare minimum baseline requirement that I train twice a week now yeah like I identify myself as someone who who will not train less than three times a week always train three times from a place of self-love self-nourishment because my body deserves to move yeah so we need to be making sure that we're checking in with that um and you need to if you if you feel called to you need to be working with someone that can help you Amazing. I love that. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're so welcome. So this part of the episode, we usually wrap up with our key takeaways, but Kirsty has so beautifully formatted her interview. So we're going to dive into a little segment that we have for you called I'm Woke as Fuck, But. And the whole premise of this is that (laughs) this segment is that we all think we all try and we're all aspiring to be the best version of ourselves and sometimes on this self-development or spirituality journey we can really get into our egos and get really high and mighty about we're holier than now and we just know that we really want to bring that human element to us yeah and have sure. a good giggle so Kirst what was your moment for this week <laughs> I'm woke as fuck but my new puppy is testing the fuck out of me (laughs) his name is max and i love him with my whole heart but it turns out i'm not the most patient person in the world (laughs) and being a spiritual human doesn't make you one (laughs) that's that's why i'm for the week montana what is yours I'm woke as fuck, but since falling pregnant, my road rage is out of control. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Both of us need to work on our patience. I'm flipping everyone (laughs) off. Oh, no, you're that person. Don't be that person. I've never been that person. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world to flip someone off whilst you're driving. (laughs) It's usually the driver's fault too. Oh my gosh. Mate, check yourself. It happens. So, it's the hormones. It's not me. Normally, I'm the type of person where if someone cuts me off, I just shake my head at them. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm the type of person who goes like, oh, they must be in a rush. I should, and then I tell myself that. Then I'm like, I'm so holy. Oh, bless. <laughs> I'm so good. That's so But funny. recently, the hormones just get the better of me. And I'm doing it. I'm like, oh my God. Enough. Like, Oh, wow. What are you going to do if they actually stop their car and get out? You'll cry. Yeah, literally. Well, the self-awareness there is, babe. And that's, you know, that's all we can ask. It is. I love that. We honestly, if you guys have anything, if you're listening to this and you have a I'm woke as fuck but moment, please share it to us. DM us. Please share it. We love it. Every week, let's just do that. Let's just have a segment that's we're woke as fuck but. but. (laughs) We is white hoves. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, I love that. Um, That is it for today. 
Yes. Thanks for joining us. Kat, thanks for coming on and sharing your wonderful brains with us all. My pleasure. And I actually, we were saying this at the start, it's very important to profess that we are more than our careers. Yeah. That's just the uh, the one snippet of my multi-dimensional yeah. life, I suppose. Yeah. So thanks for, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing it with me. Yes, oh, letting me share. I love this. Well, my loves, we would absolutely love for you to share your top takeaways with us by taking a screenshot of today's episode and posting it to your story. If you're wanting to know more about Curse Night, you can always learn more in the show notes below or come hang out with us on Instagram at OnwardsThePod and keep your eyes peeled for fun giveaways and challenges. Yes, definitely. And as Mon said, anytime that you share, it just really helps get our show into the ears of more incredible souls just like yours. So if you could do that, we would be deeply appreciative. Love that. Oh, my darlings, we would love it if you could please follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to, plus rate and review this podcast as it will get this into more people's ears. And at the end of the day, a reminder that we're all just here to walk each other home. We hope you're heading into your day with a little bit more of a fire up your ass or a smile on your face to make the most of who you are and play the heck out of the cards you've been dealt. Until next time. Bye. Bye.